It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. I'm Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. Hello, friend. How are you? Doing great, Zach. I am doing great. We How got, are you? I'm good, but we got a lot to talk about. Let's jump into it. So, Auburn defensive back, Christian Tutt. Very weird scenario, very weird progression of events. He was in the transfer. Well, first he was going pro. Then he's like, no, I'm going to enter the transfer portal. And now he is withdrawn from the transfer portal. So it appears that he will be playing for Auburn next year all over the place. Uh, but I, it, it, it appears it appears that the Christian Tut roller coaster, it seems like that's behind us now, thankfully. Yeah, Zach, an absolutely insane situation. We talked about it the other day um, when when he announced he was in the transfer portal. And and now we're back in, and it looks like he's coming back. So I don't know if uh, no one else wanted him or he wasn't sold on Harson, but now he is. I don't know. It is um, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, like he opted out of the bowl game. And so a lot of people, us included, are like, okay, he's gone. But there were speculations then about, you know, okay, what does being gone mean? Like, Big Cat Bryant, Joe's the transfer. is like, that wasn't something we considered. But it's just like, uh, you know, the transfer portal this offseason is going to be unlike anything that we've seen before. And Auburn's been a casualty of that so far. I'm surprised we haven't seen anybody coming in yet. But that's kind of where we are right now. So, I guess, um, I don't know, the Auburn fan base is kind of mixed on if they're pumped that Tut is coming back, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if it matters a whole lot. I think his role is going to have to change to some extent, but I don't know I don't know how it changes because all of your corners are coming back. But, like, you got to put Tennyson on the field next year, right? You have to. If he's not, I'm going to freak out. I don't know. We saw him in such limited action that it's hard for me to be like, oh, you have to get him on the field. But certainly from the hype and from that limited action, it seems like you would. It seems like you'd really want him to be out there. Yeah. And the next news bit that I want to get to, and we can kind of lump these together because I do think they're related. Auburn safety, Jamie and Sherwood, he has entered the 2021 NFL draft. He made us wait longer than a lot of people expected. I thought the wait was actually a good thing for Auburn retaining him, but Props to him, waiting, feeling out all of his options. Good for him. Um, but, yeah, so he is, uh, he's gone. So it's like, could, I don't want Tut at safety, but, like, Tennyson might could play safety if you want both of those guys on the field in, like, a base nickel package or something like that. But I don't know. You got I don't other, know. You got other safeties. They do. They do. And, like, Chris Thompson's a guy that a lot of people are pumped about. And, that you know, they've got some reserve guys. You know, I kind of wish... Jordan Peters hadn't announced he was leaving because then it's like, oh, you finally have a path to playing time, Jordan, after waiting for so long. But uh, yeah, they do have other safeties. I mean, the the, the class that was filled with freshmen this year, um, you know, I, I think they're going to have guys. 
I don't know. I, I was listening to some Auburn radio over the course of the week, and they were talking about if Sherwood goes, can you replace him? And I'm like, you can totally replace him. And they're like, well, there's, and the, the big argument was, well, there's not a guy that's his size and his weight on the roster that plays defensive back. And I was like, yeah, okay. Auburn's had a really good safety. There's a lot of good safeties that aren't ginormous people that are built like a linebacker. I don't think that matters that much. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I would be willing to bet there aren't many teams in the country that have a defensive back on their roster that is Sherwood's height and weight. And he's an insanely large defensive back. Yeah, and it's great that, you know, Auburn had him for a bit, but Mm -hmm. to say he's not replaceable, and it's also a different defense, too. So it's just, I don't know. I think there's going to be less defensive backs seeing the field next year just because Auburn's going to want to run put a million linebackers on the field. So uh, I'm just, I don't think playing time is going to matter as much, but I, I so, just, I, I think, I think you have to play tennis the next year. I think you have to. So Zach, yes. Um, are we back to linebacker being the strength of the defense? I guess so. I guess it has to be right. I mean, what else would it be on the defense? Other than that, it's not going to be the D line. So it's like corner. If the string of the defense isn't linebacker, I feel like it's got to be corner then. And I I, I think my gut says it's where Zacobi and Owen are. So, yes, I think so. It's just, it's, I guess, interesting to me that, you know, we've gone from when um, a couple years ago, one of the two years ago, the linebacker was the strength of the team with um, Deshaun Davis. And then... We had uh, the D-line being the strength of the team, obviously, with Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson. This season, it was um, the the defensive backfield that we thought was the strength of the defense. Now we're, just, we're back which, to linebackers. Which it wasn't, by the way. It was, it's been linebackers all along. <laughs> yeah, that may be it also. Yeah. I mean, I think it was linebackers last year, and I think it's going to be linebackers next year, too. So, I mean, Zacoby and Owen, I mean... you. There will be arguments made that they're the best one-two punch as far as linebackers go in the SEC. The big well, question Jacoby, is how is how is Owen going to be used? That's that's the big question to me. Is Jacoby McLean is the highest rated linebacker I think in the FBS coming back ever? <laughs> no, just this season. In my book, it's ever. Um, okay, not sure uh, if anyone else was reading that book, but I'm very well, high on Jacoby though. All, you know, all, all kidding aside. So, yes, I, I do think linebacker is the strength of this team or strength of the defense. Yeah, strength of the whole team, probably. Yeah, I would say linebacker is still the strength of this whole team from roster. Yeah, from this first roster spot all the way down to the last one. Yeah, I, I would I would say so. I would say so. You got anything else about the defensive backs as far as Tut coming back and Sherwood leaving? I'm just, I'm not worried about it. I, I think it's going to be interesting as far as some of these competitions. And, like, you got a new coaching staff coming in. It's like... Do they care that Tut started? I think I already started 33 games. Maybe he's played in 33 games. But is the new staff going to care about that? They may not. I don't know. I think so. I mean, you can't teach experience, right? Like, he's he's played a ton of, a ton of snaps and a ton of SEC games. Granted, not all of them went super well, but you can't. The, whether it's Tennyson or an, or a different freshman or a different sophomore, you can't you know you can't teach that to one of them. Just the stuff you see, the speed of the game, the you know. And, and Tut made 
quite a few, you know, big plays. I mean, after the Kentucky game last season, um, we came on here and we're talking about how he was incredible. You're right. So it's not like, I don't know. He's obviously not the best, but he had his moments. Yeah. And there were, there were times when he was a legitimate liability. So we'll see. And there was that one game when the, uh, the guy on the broadcast called him by the wrong name the whole time. Oh yeah. Gotta love that. Hey, did you place any bets this weekend? Um, I did not. Really, really uh, wish I would have. Would have made um, watching the NFL games more enjoyable for me this weekend. But Yeah, because the NFL games kind of stunk this uh, this weekend. But I know a lot of folks went, uh, went and bet, placed their bets on betonline.ag. Uh, of course, BetOnline is the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust throughout the Locked On Podcast Network. Head over to betonline.ag today. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% Welcome bonus. Your Browns covered. They didn't win, but they covered. A lot of people said that they wouldn't be even be close. Would it have been close if Pat Mahomes had stayed healthy the whole time? Probably not. Probably wouldn't have been. But here we are. So, yeah, head over to betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Use promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Moving right along on today's Locked On Auburn. Let's get into some staff moves here. Brian Harson bringing more of Boise State with him. I'm going to pronounce it Darren Usher, who uh, he, he served as Boise State's director of recruiting and player personnel. He is expected to be named Tigers' new director of recruiting. And uh, Auburn Recover has actually reported that he's been working and doing the job for a couple of weeks and he's also changed his Twitter bio, and he put out a statement saying, thanks, Boise, bye, Boise, and all that. So, Harson is bringing more and more Boise folks with him. Um, you got any thoughts on this? Seems like a weird move. Now, I don't know fully, I guess, what the recruiting coordinator really does, but I feel like you'd want someone with connections in Alabama, Georgia, I mean, down here in the area. Um, now, if recruiting coordinator is mostly like a logistics job for like making like scheduling stuff on campus and planning weekends and what whatever, then that's a different story. But I don't know, when I hear recruiting coordinator, I think like, you know, he'd want someone here. So this is part of his Boise State profile. Uh, this is him talking about his role with Georgetown prior to this. He said, while with the Hoyas, Usher assisted with daily tasks and recruiting operations, helped coordinate on-campus recruiting visits, aided in the coordination of team travel, and broke down and converted film from practices, games, and of prospective student-athletes. So I don't think he's the one like making the big board of guys they want to go after. That's my understanding, anyway. Okay. I don't know. I just, I think it sounds more like an ops position. 
Yeah. Because my, my first thought was that as well, but I don't think that does what you think it's going to do. Based, okay. based on that, isn't that way you take that? Yeah, it does seem more like more logistics-based, I guess, and less out like in the community with these people. Um, still, I, I don't know. We'll see how it all translates, but we're, we're starting to – we're getting awful close if we haven't gotten there to the, the cap of Boise State – coaches and administrators that I'm comfortable bringing in. Oh, we're past it for me, but they all look fine individually. So I don't mind it as a development thing. It's the recruiting thing that I'm concerned about. Mm -hmm. But like we're, we're, you know, we're seeing all these positions be hired where like they weren't even a thing under Malzahn. And it's like, how did he recruit in the top 10 with all of this with like no infrastructure for recruiting internally whatsoever? It kind of makes it more impressive, if you ask me. Wait, like a recruiting coordinator and stuff? I don't think we had this position filled last year. Interesting. If I'm wrong, let me know. But I was talking to some folks earlier, and it's like, we could not... I I don't think this position existed last year. Hmm. I mean, someone was doing it. Someone planned... um, What is it? Like, uh, Big Cat Day or something? Yeah, Big Cat Weekend. Big Cat Weekend? Yeah. Yeah, someone planned that. Someone planned all the recruiting visits and everything. You're right. You're right. So, yeah, no, yeah that I, didn't just happen. So, <laughs> But I do like the structure of Harson's regime already, though, within, you know, naming a guy a chief of staff and running game coordinator and all that. I, I like that. I like I like the structure that everything's happened, with, uh, that has happened with everything so far. It's just different. It's going to be a different style than what we're used to. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm actually getting more and more okay with it every every day. Let's talk about another hire. Uh, Troy's wide receivers coach is now Auburn's wide receivers coach. Cornelius Williams reading his bio and the press release and all that. I think it's um, I think it's a good hire. I think it makes sense. I was unfamiliar with him before the, the announcement. It's just really boring to me. It's not bad. It's just boring. He was on. He was on two a days. Oh, was he? Yeah, that show. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Someone was like, "Wait, is this the guy from Two a Days?" I'm impressed that they remember that. I've never watched the show. That was literally just something I read on yeah. Twitter. Um, everything that I saw about this hire was positive. Yeah, or has been positive. I mean, however I want to put it, but like even from guys that aren't. I guess like super around the Auburn program. Like I have a buddy from college who played football at Southern Miss and he tweeted and was like, this is an incredible hire. That wide receiver room just got better. I was like, Oh, okay. Cool. I hope it's true. Yeah. I'm, I don't know how he knows him or what, but here's Harson's quote on Cornelius Williams. He said, Cornelius is a great fit for the staff. We are assembling. He's a strong teacher of the game on the field and has been developing recruiting ties in Alabama, Georgia, and Mississippi during his time at Troy. As a Birmingham native and his state of Alabama roots, he understands what Auburn football is all about and the type of player and high-character individuals we want to bring in and develop. I'm excited to see his energy and passion for the game guide our wide receiver room. Troy finished number 12 in college football in total passing offense. So that's cool. He played at Troy. He was a receiver there. And, I mean, it's just all of it's like, okay, cool. It's the same thing as, like, bringing all the Boise folks over. It's like, is it going to – is this a level of competition going to translate? And there's no way to know if it's going to until they really just start doing it. 
But I think it's fine. Once again, like I'm not I'm not like gonna jump up and down over it, but you read it and you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. It's the best uh, best tasting protein bar ever. We have multiple boxes of Built Bars in our home now. So uh, no need to brag or anything, but they're kind of incredible. 18 amazing flavors. And whenever you choose to order, there's probably like a limited edition flavor up as well. That's what happened with our dark chocolate cookie dough. It's incredible. It's crazy. It really does taste like a cookie. Uh, it really does taste like a, um, as a, uh, like a candy bar, um, but it's good for you. It's crazy. And uh, great for the health conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Uh, go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you will get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off. That is at builtbar.com. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Mike, we got a few minutes left to go in today's edition of Locked on Auburn. I want to talk about Auburn basketball. They won 66-59. to Not a great-looking game, but it didn't matter. When you look at the box score, it's like, okay, none of this looked good with the exception of uh, Devin Cambridge. None of this looked good at all. But Alan Flanagan, he led the team in points, 6 of 14 from the floor, made all of his free throws. That's impressive. Yeah, and he scored 21. And then Devin Cambridge scored 13. He was 5 of 8 from the floor, 3 of 5 from a 3. Uh, Sharif Cooper still impacted the game with 8 assists. Uh, he played 34 minutes, but just 3 of 13 from the floor with his 11 points. 0 of 5 from 3. So, I believe Cooper is 1 of 16 from 3. And it's just like, that's going to get better over time. It's just going to it's just gonna take time. So, all in all, I think this team, um, they, they found a way to win. And the coolest thing to me, Michael, is beating Kentucky isn't like a shock anymore. They've, they've found ways to do it for the last several seasons. And that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And... You know, it's not often that we're talking about how Auburn has shooting struggles inside of Auburn Arena. And this season, we haven't talked about Auburn's defensive performance in a really positive way um, until now either. And I thought Auburn played very well on defense, obviously, you know, holding Kentucky to 55 points or whatever it was. And and that's no small feat to hold any team in the league to, to that few points. And I, I think a lot of this stuff is just going to start clicking. And as Sharif starts getting, you know, more ingrained with the college game, gets used to more physical defenders, and, you know, especially when Powell comes back, it's going to be huge. Right after the game, I think it was like 35 minutes from when the buzzer sounded and the game was over, he was back on the court working on, he missed a lot of shots really close to the basket, and he was working on those shots. And there were shots that he should have made, layups he should have made, and, I guess he realizes that, and yeah, within 35 minutes of the game ending, he uh, spoke to the media, and then, um, I actually don't think he did speak to the media, but after uh, all the media stuff was done, he went back out there, and 
And he was, um, yeah, he was, he was taking those uh, easy, close to the basket shots that he feels like he should have made. And so that just kind of shows who this guy is. That guy is, uh, he's a gym rat. That guy wants to play basketball for the rest of his life. And he's going to be able to, cause he has that kind of mindset. Yeah. And, Honestly, Zach, I think the the bigger thing for the for the program, for the brand, if you will, is that um, Sharif Cooper and Auburn basketball were getting some national media love. Yeah. And, you know, I saw John Rothstein tweeted about Auburn basketball and then, you know, a little bit more about Sharif Cooper com- compared him to Kyrie Irving in college, which right. is a pretty big deal, even though Kyrie Irving played like 12 games in college. Um they, um, I, I think it was the Barstool Sports College Basketball account or something tweeted out a, a video of a play he made also. I mean, and it's another game where Sharif Cooper makes a pretty big impact, even though he's not shooting the ball well. I mean, this one was, the, like you said, his worst game of the season by far, but he still had some incredible passes. He had some incredible plays. I mean, you can still see how much of an impact he makes even when he's not finding the bottom of the basket. Jamie, one of our listeners, sent us a, a, a message on Instagram, and it was LeBron James's story, and it appears that he was in his backyard watching Auburn basketball and Kentucky basketball play. So, yeah, I mean, you talk about the national attention that a guy like Sharif Cooper brings. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, and Auburn benefited from it. You know, when Bruce Pearl started, he talked about, you know, Auburn winning. And I think it was the year they won the SEC regular season. And they didn't have one game on ESPN. And he he called them out for it. And you're starting to see more and more games on ESPN. And, you know, that that's, that's a big deal. And sometimes it takes playing Kentucky to get to that point. But when you're in those situations, you need to take advantage of it. And they did on Saturday. I don't care how you do it. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. John Rothstein also tweeted and said that if uh, if Auburn's whole team comes back with the recruiting class they had last year, and then with um, was it Jabari Smith? With Jabari Smith coming in this season, that Auburn will start next season in the top five. Yep, Trey if, Alexander's coming in too. They're both very if, very good. If Sharif Cooper doesn't go pro, which I think the expectation is that he will, but yeah, I, I think he's going to as well. But. Even if he does go pro, I think Auburn's a top 10, top 15 team just with Jabari. I mean, that's a big deal. So, Oh, it's a massive deal. Yeah. But we're on this season still, Zach. We're not looking ahead. Yeah, yeah. One game at a time. Mm-hmm. One game at a time. Pappas, where can people find you and hear you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackery. The show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. On Instagram at Auburn Podcast. It's a Charlie Tuesday. Tomorrow is Charlie Five will join us for a few minutes. Right here. On Locked On Auburn. We'll see you then. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.